Hello, friends, and welcome to the Carolyn Whitico Art Podcast, where we talk all things inspiration, illustration, art, business, travel, and more. Today, we're going to talk about trusting yourself and not the trends. But first, let's do our life update. So, I am now officially a married woman. Hooray! Feel free to congratulate me. Me and Joey had our small little dinner this week. We did it on a Monday, actually, because I wanted to do it on our 10-year anniversary so we could keep our date. And all we did was we went to a really nice restaurant, invited our siblings, our parents, and our two witnesses, and we had a nice little seafood dinner and dressed nice. I felt very beautiful, and we signed the papers right at the table. My best friend's husband is actually an officiant, so he officiated the wedding and voila and then afterwards we went to the bar and a couple of our friends showed up and it was a really good time so yeah i'm very excited to announce that we're married which is super cool we've been together for 10 years so it's not like it was a huge surprise but it was perfect um it was exactly how i wanted it to go after the bar we went to a hotel had a nice little jacuzzi in there and it was very cute yeah, it was perfect. And next year on our first year anniversary of being married, I think we will have a little house party because hopefully by then we will be homeowners, but we'll see. I feel like the homeowner journey for us has never been straight and narrow, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So we'll see if that happens. But I also, big news, which August, okay, August has been crazy for me. Big news, I had my very first weekend at the Michigan Renaissance Festival and it was crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I have been a little behind on like sending out my weekly emails to my email list and even like posting on this podcast. I do have a standard of once per month and I was kind of catching up to like a two per month podcast episode type of vibe, but I definitely could not have executed on that this month because The Renaissance Festival prep just, like, took over my life, basically. I did not sleep for a whole week, pretty much. I was, like, working in the dark at the booth because it doesn't have electricity. I was, like, staying up till 1.30 in the morning, ironing these tapestries, like, cutting these rods for the tapestries, ripping out trees and planting flowers and all this crazy shit to prep for the festival, which all of the hard work paid off, all of the long hours paid off. Honestly, I could have done a better time, a a better job budgeting my time for this, which is eternally my worst problem is time management, truly, because I always think that things will be faster or like the task will not take that long, which inevitably it always takes like double the amount of time that I assume it will. So that's why I had to stay up super late and put all this extra work in for this last like few weeks, because I really thought that it wasn't going to take that long but it did. So, next year, I will do a better job launching the beginning of the Renaissance Festival by giving myself a lot more time, like several weeks of booth prep, because I thought that, I thought that two weeks was going to cut it, and it really wasn't going to cut it. Mostly because I was used to prepping for Ruth's booth, which if you have listened to previous podcasts, you'll know that I was working for a different illustrator running her booth at the Renaissance Festival, which was amazing, but her booth 
all of her booths that I worked in across the country actually were much smaller than the booth that I have now. And not only that, but it was a much more familiar medium and a much more familiar setup for me personally because I also do illustration and I also sell art prints. So that was kind of like my thing as well. But this is not only a much bigger booth, but it is the tapestries are a totally different medium and they require a totally different prep work routine, right? So I had to kind of get my prep work routine down, which I did not have at all. And I, to some extent, didn't even know exactly what would be included in that routine until it came up to the point of me doing it. <laughs> so definitely prep work could be improved next year, but the booth looks so great. I feel so happy with how the weekend went. I sold a lot. I have honestly like never sold more at a festival. I mean, I've never really been in a festival that was this long standing. But yeah, it went great. Really, the biggest challenge besides for my poor time management skills was um, the inventory, which I think I'm getting a handle on now. So I think this next weekend and the weekends to follow will be much better with the inventory. But I felt like I was shy in the inventory because, again, like I said, I, I underestimated not only the time things would take, but the space that I had in that booth. It's just fucking massive, honestly. So I underestimated that as well. But it was so cool to be at the festival and meet all these people who had previously been long-standing customers of this tapestry business before I stepped into the picture. So a lot of people came to the shop and were like, oh, you know, where's the guy that used to run it? Like I'm looking for, you know? And so I had to break the news to them that he's retired and I'm like the new person. So it was very cool to meet all these other customers who's, who have been collecting these art pieces for so long. And they were, uh, most of them, very relieved to see that I had added new pieces that Jim had never had on there before, just because, you know, I have different tastes than him and etc. But I also kept a lot of his long-standing pieces as well, because I don't want to disappoint customers who maybe were looking for the same thing, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about this follow your follow your own self, trust your own self, and not following the trends because of this kind of situation that I feel I've run into with the Renaissance Festival. So let's just get right into that. The main topic of the day is trusting yourself and not following the trends. So while I was meeting these customers, old and new, old to the tapestry business and fresh to the tapestry business as well, I was finding that there were a lot of different type of questions I was being asked that I normally am not asked as a an illustrator who makes a different style of illustrations. So kind of one of the, the roadblocks that I've come into is kind of a personal branding one, right? And it does deal with these trends and with my own self-expression and my own trusting myself. A lot of the art pieces I'm selling now in the tapestry shop are classical pieces. It's, you know, Renaissance paintings. It's medieval paintings. And these are totally different from what I normally do, right? So I started getting these different types of requests that I never would have gotten before. So you've heard me talk about art style a hundred times on here. And one of the great benefits of having an art style is that people know what to expect from you. And so when they do things like ask you for a custom commission or a custom art piece, you can pretty much always say yes, because what you are showing them is definitely what you want to be doing, right? So when they say, hey, can you draw, you know, a picture for my nursery? 
I am ecstatic about that because it's exactly what I want to fucking do. But then when I was at the Renaissance Festival and people were asking me, oh, could you maybe draw my family crest, which I don't normally do crests. I told them maybe because I had about four people asking me. So I told them maybe and gave them my card because I truly wasn't ready to commit because I was questioning myself on this. Do I follow the trend that has already been set by this business or do I trust myself and the path that I've already been on? And by the trend set by this business, I don't want to infer in any way that Jim did custom work. Jim never did any custom artwork. He was not an illustrator. He was not a designer. He never did any mock-ups for these tapestries. He exclusively sold existing designs, right? So he worked with other artists that would maybe design things or he just sold historical pieces and that's it. So he never took custom work. So it's not like I'm cutting a leg off of the business that he already had. But as someone who does normally do custom work, do I want to follow the trend of doing a new style of of custom work, right? Because the money would be there, right? So following the trends normally is about following the money. People make cute little dogs and they do pet portraits and they do whatever because of the money a lot of the times. Or they'll do Christmas art even though they don't like the holidays because they know that it's going to sell. That's following the trends. It's going with, oh, like, em- it's 2010 and emo scene. That's in style. We're going to do Hello Kitty because it's a trend, right? Now it's 2023. Nobody that I know loves Hello Kitty like they did in 2010. Let's be real. It was a trend. And you can choose to follow those trends. But if you do that, you're always going to have to keep up on the trends. They're always going to change which means you and your artwork and your style are always going to change, which means you will never have a good personal brand. And that is a huge downfall to following the trends is you lose that personal branding touch. So when you have a great brand or a great art style, people know what to expect from you. They're going to ask you for the portrait commission. They're going to ask you for the nursery illustration because that's what you make. That's what you have made. That's what you've always made. That's the style you're working in. So people are going to ask you for that and you're going to be happy providing that. But if you were to follow the trends, whether it's like a holiday trend or it's like a scene emo face trend or it's the trend of this existing business that you bought, you are going to lose that personal branding touch that you may have otherwise had. So this is something that I'm dealing with currently right now with the Renaissance Festival and I have decided to, to some extent, not follow those trends. So I still am not 100% sure about the crest one. I'm leaning more towards no, only because I think that the people who were asking me were not asking me out of a place of looking at my art prints, which I also had for sale there at the festival. They weren't looking at my art prints. They were looking at the existing crests that I had hanging, which are not the style that I personally would be able to produce for them. So I probably am going to lean towards a no on that. Or if they email me, I will say, hey, this is the style I work in. You know, I could do your crests like this. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not opposed to the crests. I think family crests are cool. But it's I'm opposed to changing my style for a client customer just because they're willing to pay me for that, you know? Like, I'm not someone to take money just because it's a trend or it's available, you know? That's not me. 
And personal branding is a long game. It's not something that you can just make overnight and then have that set in stone and people are going to know you as that. So the struggle here for me is that Jim in his tapestry business had a certain personal brand and it was a great one. He had a really great personal brand. Um, but I myself in a cup of cloudy also have a great personal brand. I have a great visual brand. I have a great art style. It's very solid. And I am at a crossroads now since I've acquired this second business of I can either keep them totally separate and have two brands for my two separate businesses, or I can choose to combine them, which I've chosen to combine them because honestly, it's more fun for me. And looking at some of the other metrics in it, I also think it will be more profitable over time, which that's another discussion. So I have chosen to actually take some of my designs and put them on jacquard tapestries. It's been such a process to do that, but it is my way of combining our two personal brands. So yes, I do want to stick with the traditional historical Renaissance era method of creating the woven tapestries because I think it's fascinating. I think it's really cool. And I think it's on brand for the festival, which I also care about being relevant in the festival setting because obviously that's what people are coming there for is the Renaissance era stuff. But I want to put my own brand on it because personal branding is a long game. And I have spent years and years in my art career building up this brand, building up this visual brand, this personal brand, the type of subject matter I care about, the type of things I'm interested in drawing, the type of people I love to connect with. And I don't want to sacrifice that for the sake of money just because Jim's business has done really well. I'm not going to just switch over all of my interests and pretend that I favor these other things that I, I'm not going to pretend to want to do portraits of people's dogs dressed up as Joan of Arc. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, you know, (laughs) people are really asking me for that because he sells things like that. But that's not what I want to do. It's not my personal brand. And personal brand, you can really ruin it quickly. And this is kind of what I want to say to you in this podcast is that you set your own trend. Following other trends means you'll never have a personal brand. And you can ruin your brand very quickly by following these trends because you will fade into obscurity. For maybe a year, you're the person who does seen emo Hello Kitty. That's you. But then when that fades out of fashion, you kind of start doing something else. I don't know, maybe what was cool after that, but you start doing that. And now everyone who was into you for the emo scene Hello Kitty has now forgotten about you because now you do something else. So maybe you'll get new customers that are into this new trend, but everyone else who was into the previous thing will fall off the wagon and you'll lose those people. So you kind of lose the trust and the reputation with your customers because you're switching it up too much. When you're thinking about your art style and you're finally making a decision to follow an art style and get that North Star of your vibe that you constantly want to have, think about that and make a point not to change it too much because you can really lose people and you will be forgotten about. Not only that, you cannot be a trend setter if you're always following the trend. People who follow the trend inherently are not setting it because you're coming after the trend is already in the upswing. So you're seeing, oh, well, you know, Y2K is really the trend right now. So I'm going to follow that. 
Y2K is already up and coming before you start doing Y2K stuff, right? So you're not setting that. You're lagging behind. And if you want to be the trendsetter, you have to be the one that comes first. You have to be the one that's already doing it before it's even cool. You're all like, you know, hipster 101, do it before it was cool. That's what you have to do if you want to set a trend. You have to have that solid personal brand. You have to be fully dedicated to trusting your own self, trusting your own style, trusting your own decisions, your own interests, and really pursuing that because that's how you stay ahead of the curve. That's how you create the curve because once you get so much momentum behind your message, behind your brand, then people will become interested in it and then they tell their friends and then their friends say, hey, I know this girl, Carolyn, and she does really cool such and such and check it out. And then you, it's kind of like a snowball. You get a snowball effect and then suddenly you reach a point where you are the trend and other people will follow you behind it. Now, this doesn't always happen, but it does sometimes happen. And it will never happen for you if you're following other people's trends. Not only will this never happen for you, but then you're going to ruin your own personal brand and your own message. You'll have no message to your audience at all because you're just flitting from one thing to the other thing to the other thing. This is especially important for artists who are in it for like awards and acclaim. If you want to make a name for yourself per se and get into these like more high-end galleries or if you want to someday like one of your vision board goals is to get into a museum one day, then you're going to need to sort of make more of a name for yourself. Now, for me, I don't really care if I never get my name in a museum. That's not really like one of my goals, but it's important for people who have both of these goals. You need to be the trendsetter. You need to trust yourself and stick on that path especially if you want to be someone who is in exhibitions all the time and in more high-end work. You have to be known for something. You have to have a strong message behind your work that when people refer to you, people know what you're all about, or at least they have like an iconic image in their mind that they think of when they think of your work. So if we want to bring up Van Gogh, he has that muddy style. He has like, you, you know exactly what Van Gogh's work looks like when I say his name. He's got those bright yellows and those bright blues, and you can probably see his face in his portrait right now because he's got so many famous paintings all in that same style because he just did what he wanted to do with his artwork. He wasn't following the trends of whatever. He was painting his own self-portrait over and over and over because that's what he felt he needed to do as an artist. So whatever you feel that you need to do for your expression, for your experimentation, for your creative process, that's what you should do. Now, it does get muddy for those of us who are in the art game, not just for expression, because obviously that's first and foremost, but also for sales to make it a career, because there is such this urge to follow the sales, to follow the money, which that's when you get lost in the sauce of trends, right? (laughs) Oh, well, I I have to make artwork for Thanksgiving because, you know, people are going to buy it when they send cards to their family or like, you know, they want to decorate their house with Thanksgiving stuff for when their family comes over. So I should make artwork about that. Okay. If you fucking hate Thanksgiving, don't make Thanksgiving art, even though it would sell. It would sell. But do you really want to be doing that? No, you don't. So don't do it. 
you know, it's, it is hard for those of us who want to make a living as well to not get lost in that sauce. But there are things that you can enjoy that will also make money. Like for instance, I love making artwork around Halloween. I love making artwork around Valentine's Day. I do love, I like some things that are more popular. And so I can focus on those things because I love them and they also make money, right? I'm not going to sacrifice my art style or my interests for the sake of money. That's how you get lost in the sauce. That's how you kill your personal brand. And that's how you lose your existing customers or like your fan base because you're just doing too much of too many things and you need to really go all in on a certain direction as much as possible. Obviously, getting distracted is an issue. Wanting to make money can be an issue with this as well. And there is a balance to be had. So there's a little exercise that I want to wrap up this episode with, and it's you getting clear on what you will and you will not do going forward when it comes to following the trends and trusting yourself. Write three things that you will never do because you just don't fucking want to do them in your art practice. So for me, this would probably be, I am never going to tattoo. I've had people ask me if I would do tattooing someday. I am not interested in tattooing. I know it would make me money. I don't want to do it. That sounds very not fun for me. I know for a lot of people that's like their artist dream job, not me. I don't want to be touching other people's bodies all day. It's just not the vibe. I just don't want that. So number one, I would never do that. Number two is I am unwilling to go outside of my art style. At this point in time, I will not be making any work that is outside of my art style. I don't care if somebody wanted to pay me a bajillion dollars. I'm not going to do it because I just, for one, I'm not the best at it because I am the best at my art style. That's why I make it. That's why I enjoy it because that's what I'm the best at. So I'm not going to sacrifice not only the quality of the project, but also my own integrity by taking money for something that I'm not wanting or going to be the best at doing. So come up with a one, two, and three for you for things that you would never do, even though you know it would make you money, or even if it was following a trend. Rule out some things that you're unwilling to do just because it's a trend. And then go ahead and write down three things that you really want to continue in your art practice, whether that is a message that you want to put forth, a medium that you want to keep using, a style, or what some other decision, a, a main goal that you want to have. Like, for instance, if one of your main goals is to, like, do a mural in five different countries or something like that, like, what is something that you really are going to trust your gut on and you're really going to go for? And you're not going to sacrifice that goal for anything because whether it's becomes out of trend, it becomes out of fashion, even if it doesn't make that much money, like getting in, in a museum, I'm not going to lie, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that even really makes you any money. A lot of these exhibitions that people are in, they're very prestigious, but they don't actually make money, you know? So whether it's trendy, whether it makes money, what are three things that you definitely are going to set your sights on and you're not going to fucking blink? Write these three things down and keep them in mind. For me, the first one, obviously, keeping my art style kind of goes in with the thing I'm never going to do. And number two is I am really setting my sights on the more 
nature type of subject matter and not just nature but like witchy nature like spiritual nature i want to get into kind of the uh i don't know if i want to use the word like occult but like you know like herbalism girlies like i feel like i want to get in with those people (laughs) because i just feel like that type of subject matter is not only super fun for me to draw but i love the audience that that attracts and i also just love how deep you can really get with the type of like folklore and I don't know it just it feels like very deep and very meaningful and also very beautiful at the same time to me so that's a direction that I really want to set my sights on and I don't want to give it up so you can list out three for yourself I know I didn't give you a full list but go ahead and write a full list for yourself don't get lost in the trends make sure to trust yourself first always especially in your art practice because truly it is all about expressing And you have to express from a place of you. You can't express you from a place of the outside of you, right? So if you're just following the trends, you're not really doing any type of self-expression. You're just making things and it's very empty. So that's my thoughts on that. If this episode has been helpful or insightful for you in any way, please make sure to share this episode with your other artsy friends. Also, give it a review because it does help me a lot, especially during this time when I am unable to produce as many episodes or as much content, especially on social media, as I would like to be doing because I'm prioritizing other things. So go ahead and give it a share, give it a rate and review, tell your RC friends, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye!